This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. And today we are talking all about scandal. So this is not actually about the TV show Scandal. Which is a great show. We, we, we both love it. I watched a lot of it. But instead, we have a few different Scandals today. Ooh, but actually, I have to admit to the first one, and it was from last week's episode, where not only once, but twice, I said the name of the piece wrong. Yes. Um, for some reason, I decided to add, be fancy, and add an oso to the, uh, to the title of the piece. So I said capriccioso, which so is fancy. I'm fancy. But that is not at all what it is. It's capriccio. So, uh, whoops. So that's what qualifies as a scandal in the that, Bach-to-Bach world. It's very low low standards. <laughs> Beyond that, though, the, the music is entirely Yes, scandalous. and we, and we mentioned this at the end. If you listen to last week's episode, episode 66, uh, where Matt talked about this is one of the first. This was the first. Uh, Proper orchestral piece. We'd done school orchestra, but right. when I when I got into uh, the youth orchestra, yeah, this was this was the very first orchestral piece we practiced, yeah. and I remember being so it's a it's such a fun piece. It's so much fun to play. And so the so let's kind of give you some the listener some insight. This is called um, Overture for School to Scandal. Now, Maddie, do you know any any background behind? I did, and I forgot it. Okay, so let, let me you. teach you that. Counting on you. On this um, okay, so let's just back up. It's called Overture for School to Scandal. Well. Usually an overture is leading into an entire work or to an opera, operetta, which we've talked about in past few episodes. Yeah. There is no, there's nothing after this. It's just this. That's this, a this, scandal. It is itself. on its own. And so it's what's called a, uh, a concert overture, which started in the late 1800s, where basically it was um, kind of an opener to a concert. Um, but, and it was based off literary works, but there was no context to a larger performance work with with vocalists and all this. So there was no teasing of themes that's going to be coming up. It's just, here's the opening piece, ta-da, and moving on. Okay. So, and to those on the in the in the younger spectrum of our listeners, a literary work is is a, something that was written down on on paper. Well, and paper it comes from Kindle. and it comes from trees, yeah. which are the Greek. We'll get to that in another episode. Yeah, totally. Di- yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're, but, we're idiots. But and and to kick it off in the same way, I'm, I've, I've, I wanted to do a fun, uh, kind of witty beer just to, to go along with the piece. So we got we pulled out a fruit beer from Founders, yes. the Rubeus. One of those fun like A E U S spellings, and I want to I want to hear all about this because like I one I don't know anything about this beer. Two I don't know anything about fruit beers. We we haven't really done them anymore. No, fruit beers. and so it's um it's a, kind of like a, a whole new territory for this whole episode. A lot of new content, but I want to kind of get to the nitty gritty of of School for Scandal by get Samuel in. Barber. Get in there. Um. Okay. So Samuel Barber, American composer. Uh, he was actually in college at the time when he was writing this. Um, he was attending the Curtis Institute in Philadelphia, okay, um, which is one of the best music schools. Still is today. This is 1931, so it's going back a few years, right? Uh, roughly 90 years almost. It, Holy cow! Yeah, jeez. 
Anyway, um, so he was um, he was studying composition, piano. He was studying to be a, also a uh, voice as a baritone at Curtis. But he spent this semester uh, in Italy, and he wrote this while his time in Italy. And it was based off this book, uh, The School for Scandal. Uh, and he was he loved this book. He loved literary works. And this book was written, I believe, 1777. Um, you and were just full of dates today. I actually researched hard today. Awesome. Um, and so, the, which was, uh, it's known as like really one of the most uh, flawless comedies of its time. Um, before Step Brothers came before in. Before Step Brothers came in. And so really this, uh, there was a reviewer, a critic who was talking about this and that even though a lot of composers, especially Barber, based his works off literature, they're really, we should not try to tie too much to the actual book. It okay. just kind of was like almost a um, kind of like a, an influence, like a it's a Pinterest board of of, of ideas. I want to write something based off this and kind of the mood of it rather than the actual details bit by bit. Okay, I got you. Um, and so this was uh, so 1931. He was actually uh, in Italy uh, composing this and being distracted while he was actually out with his quote unquote lover, according to critics, oh. Giancarlo Minotti, who was really. I did not know this at all. Scandal. I know, scandal. Um, who And we will feature him another episode because his choral works are unbelievable. Oh, Minotti, yes. Um, uh, anyway, 1931 composed it, did not get performed until 1933 uh, by the Philadelphia Orchestra, which, um, which Barber could not attend because he was back in Italy getting an award for writing this piece of music. Ah. So, um, so he missed the, the premiere. And then... It was actually chosen as the opening to the World's Fair in 1939. Wow. So right. it, it really has, like, it became like this, this This is his first orchestral work he wrote, too. This He kicked off with this. Yeah, one. this is his first orchestral work this he wrote. Impressive. So I mean, here we are, 1931, he writes it, premieres two years later, becomes, it gets recorded much later than, I forgot, the 1940s, but then it was the opening for the World Fair in 1939. And he really, this kind of started to form his career. And... Um, you will hear it sounds almost fairy tale esque. Um, yeah, yep. There's a lot of you'll hear actually um, a lot of like Holst in this. You'll hear a lot of Strauss. You'll hear a lot of uh, man. There's it's it, it's just it's it's whimsical really. And for people who don't, who if you haven't listened to our last episode on Holst, uh, Holst was the composer of the planets, which everyone has heard at one in point some whether form. you know it or not. But like Jupiter. Uh, Mars Bringer of War. It's used all the time in a lot of, of film documentaries. And, and also, if you don't know, Holes and Mars Bringer of War, a lot of soundtrack composers like like John Williams, Danny Elfman do get uh, inspired by by their compositions. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you, this is an about eight to nine minute work. This is um, it's just meant to be kind of like a showstopper opening number for concerts on its own, no context at else. But you're going to hear these a mix of running string lines that are just really cinematic. Uh, feel like you're in a fairy tale, and then you're going to hear some beautiful love themes from the oboe and English horn. Which is, if you don't know what an English horn is, it's in the family of an oboe. But uh, you'll hear the sound; it sounds very similar. Um, but it's just a really fun piece with a lot of themes and you never, you never, um, know what's coming next yeah. and you never, um, you never get bored. You never it's, get bored. It's, it's scandalous. It's scandalous. That's what scandal is. It's never boredom. <laughs> uh, and when we'll come back from listening to this, uh, piece by Samuel Barber, we will dive into founders. What's it called? Rubeus. Rubeus. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was, <laughs> that was a little coup on your part. We've got to love that. It's a victory. It's the small things in life. Anyway. Ooh. I, I forgot about that piece of music until you mentioned it. It's so much fun. It's awesome. It ends it's on the so greatest good. resolution. Um, I love it. Yeah, and what I actually love, there's one point in the middle where it goes dead silent for about a second or two, and then it kicks back in. And yeah. like it, I felt like when I first listened to it, it was over, and then it can't come back in. And it was like, oh, okay, there's more. Yeah, I got really yeah. excited. A little fake out. That's really good. It's so much fun. Samuel Barber, man, I, I don't think enough people in the realm of composers understand how brilliant he was. We should do more of his stuff. We should. America. Let's make a note make a note speaking of america specifically <laughs> grand rapids michigan Ooh, very specific the breadbasket of the u.s no that's not true Although continue it, anyway it's a great i mean to be fair it is a it is, it is a great town we are drinking we're going back to our friends at founders right founders brewing the the maker of the kentucky the kbs yeah the breakfast out the uh, at one time rated the the number two uh best beer in the world and that, that was before they had 13 employees as well. And we did that with the, the William Tell Overture. That's right. Way back when. Oh, wow. Bring it back. Hey, go find that episode. Sound Ooh. quality was way worse. Anyway, let's go on. So we're doing, we're doing the Rubeus. We, were, we had this great piece that Kev picked out by Barbara, and we wanted to do a... Well, I wanted to again, Kev's... Kev's. I agreed. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a, a piece that was fun, had a bit of zip to it, or I wanted to do a beer rather that had a bit of zip to it. So we went with Rubeus. We went with a fruit beer because, honestly, we haven't given fruit beers a lot of chance. Yeah, I don't know much about fruit beers, and and I know they're growing more and more. Now we're talking fruit beers, not sours, right? Or are we? That is a very good question. It's one of those logic problems where sour beers can be fruit beers, but not all, or fruit beers. Can be sours, but not all sour beers are fruit beers. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Right, right. So fruit can be used by the brewer to add the citric acid, which gives it that can impart the, the sour taste onto a beer. So it's one of the tools a brewer has in his pocket. And fruit beers, we generally see them in history as as the lambic. You've probably seen a lambic yep. every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the most popular beer on the shelves, but um, they are a Belgian uh, brew, a Belgian type of beer. The, and the lambic, the important thing here is that the beer or in this or sorry not the beer the fruit or in some cases the fruit syrup is added in the first stage of fermentation and these are top fermenting beers as well but it's important that that uh, that fruit additive is at the the first stage of fermentation when it's added in the final stage that is not a fruit beer that is known as a, a radier or in the uk you know them as shandies so it can oh be okay so that's it's important kind of where it falls in the spectrum there so but uh, founders have given us Rubeus. It's a it's a raspberry, it's a tart uh, type beer, and they're no, they have a, such a huge range of beers that they offer. And I want to dive into a little bit of their history in a second. But if you see this beer on the shelf, if for me, who's not a a huge fruit beer fan, this and now granted it is January as we record this. I wouldn't say this is what I would normally have on a cold January day. I think it's like twelve degrees outside. But I can imagine on a hot day in July, this would actually, this would do the do. So I, I'd say keep it in your back pocket, Rubeus, R-U-B-A-E-U-S. Um, it's only 5.5% ABV. Oh, awesome. So, so light, drinkable, like 
you won't be feel weighted down from it. It's an, and it's got that nice kind of tartness from the from the uh, from the raspberries. Now, uh, that's I think I, I saw that on the label, and I, I I don't know why I drew a parallel to the school for scandal. I guess I thought kind of like tart and tart, wit, tart and, and cheeky, and, and almost like just like yeah, it's. So it, it, but it goes along by was sipping that while we were listening to to School for Scandal that uh, th- that fit it just felt like the right beer for it. So and and to kind of backtrack before Matt goes on more with, with the beer and and the history of founders was as we go along one thing we wanted to refine with this season of Bach to Bach was not so much like literal pairings of names with beers or breweries with beers and locations, but more of like a tasting. So while you're listening to this music, finding the right beer to list the drink while listening to this classical music. So that that's, it kind of puts it all in context with each other, but that's neither here nor there. Maddie, history of founders. Are we going on to These that? These guys are so much fun. So I had no, so they'd been, they, we've seen them around for ages, right? Yes. They, they hark all the way back to 1997 when they opened a tap oh. room. And at that time, 1997, they were at one of 1,396 breweries in the nation at that time. Now, let's put that in perspective. At the moment, with the number of breweries in Maine alone, if you racked up all of Maine's breweries currently, that would be a tenth of that total number. And this was, this was nationwide. Nationwide, there were just shy of 1,400 breweries. And now we are, we, Maine alone is representing a tenth of that number. So just to give you an idea of how much the craft beer scene has, has bloomed since that time. Maine is a metropolis. Oh, but, but for these first few years, these guys, these, for the, the brewers, Mike and Dave were running their own tap room. They were only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They were the only two bartenders. They were living off bar tips. There was actually a point where they had to go out and buy a pair of bolt cutters. They actually still have the bolt cutters because the landlord was threatening to evict them and, and bolt up the place and they were hmm. gonna they were gonna cut through the lock and and go back into the brewery things were just they they it looked like the end was in sight but these guys just said screw it and that's when they really just chucked they just they removed the filter and just said we're gonna brew the beers we want to we want to brew mm, cool and, so that's that's when they 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 took on that uh, mantra brewed for us that was that's their big thing brewed for us and that's led them down the path of the kbs uh the Kentucky breakfast breakfast stout which um only a few years later won number two beer in the world really and this was before they so just after that they moved up to 13 employees after winning that just 13 just to give you an idea of how small they were when they were producing this quality this level of beer and since then they have jumped every which way and since that time, these guys have led the way in the bourbon barrel aging scene back in the, really, this was the mid, uh, the early mid 2000s. We oh, haven't wow. even reached 2010 yet. And that was the year that they were named the fourth best brewery in the world. Uh, Whoa, yeah, okay. so these guys have just racked up the <laughs> accolades all the way through and at the same time stayed true to themselves. They're, they're, right. They have continued just to produce excellent beer made for an experience. They do Founders Fest every year. If you guys are ever traveling if anyone out there in the Bach to Bach nation is traveling through Grand Rapids Michigan definitely stop at these guys uh, their tasting room I think we need to at one point make a trip that's out a road there. trip needs to happen at the moment our one interaction with them is at the on the shelf of our local beer store it's been a great one-way conversation though it is it is it's the best kind but uh, this is but yeah again we're drinking the Rubeus tonight R-U-B 
AEUS. It is a fun raspberry fruit beer. It is, uh, it's definitely put it on your list for when summertime rolls around again. And I was wrong. I misspoke earlier. It's actually 5.7% ABV. <sighs> Way off. So much scandal today. Almost so much so scandal. So much So much scandal. scandal. Uh, but that being said, it's definitely one of your summertime beers. Even if you don't like fruit beers, who, and, and I'll, I'll admit, I was in that league. Right. I'd, I'd pick this one off the shelf again. Heck yeah, you would. So Founders Brewing, check them out. Uh, they've got a great uh, social media feed as well. They're worth a follow. I'd say go have a look. And so let's talk about next week. What's, what's on the docket? So we thought we'd switch things up. We've done a lot of string-focused work. Um, we thought we'd do some choral work for you as well. Um, and actually really modern choral work. There's a, a composer named Eric Whitaker who is very well known. Uh, known for doing virtual choirs of thousands of people. Um, he really writes great textures. That's what he's really known for, are textures. So we're going to feature a piece by him. If you want to do a bit of homework beforehand, go on YouTube and type it in. He's, he looks like a diva choral composer, but in the best way. He's just, he's awesome. He's so, so, so good. I know you mean that well. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Well. So I cannot wait to talk about his work next week. And just a reminder, we uh, we've always have it in the outro now for each episode that we are on Spotify. All of our episodes, back to episode one, they're all there for you to listen to. We would love for you to follow if you haven't yet. We've the, for the thirty-one of you that have done it so far, thank you. But we want to go for fifty. Let's go for fifty before the end of January. So you have around something like nine days to figure this out. So get it together. Get it together, Bach to Bach Nation. Tell your friends, your family, the person on the treadmill next to you. Tell yourself to do it. Yeah. That would be great as well. Can we hit 50? We can. I think so. I think we can as well. But guys, thank you so much. And this has been another episode of Bach to Bach. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Be sure to follow Bach to Bach on Spotify to get notified of the latest episodes. And keep the conversation going on Instagram with us and follow us on all social media platforms at Bach to Bach. That's B-A-C-H-T-O-B-O-C-K. Cheers and keep listening.